0: Edmund here and welcome to Company Man. This is Monday, and welcome to Monday. It's gonna be fine. I'm here. We're gonna do we're gonna do what Monday needs needs us to do. And we'll do it together. Yes. Uh, I hope you are doing well. I hope the weekend treated you well um i uh i had a nice one night i had a bit a sort of a bit of best laid plans after gang glay situation but it um it ended up quite nicely because i'd had this idea that i was going to go and watch a, a george a romero marathon um and uh that that started at um about 10 to 9 last night <laughs> uh, and i got through um all of Day of the Dead which I'd already seen the the sorry Dawn of the Dead the uh, the original and uh, yeah I got I got through all of that and then went to Bed at 11 uh with with a pack of M&Ms and uh Survival of the Dead which I'd not seen um and which isn't very good apart from some really just like over the top cool like these are scenes that boys like um there's a couple of those uh so it's like yeah it's got some of those like all right that's th- th- this is this is outrageous <laughs> But that's definitely a scene that boys like, um, uh, and uh, and I never, I didn't make it all the way through because I was, I was dropping off. So I was just like, hey, you know what? Let's cut our losses here and and, uh, and get to sleep. But I'd planned to uh, to do that at some time in the in the afternoon on on Saturday, but other things got in the way, and and sort of quite pleasantly, um, I was just like distracted by, oh, you know what? I'm going to make a three bean soup now. <laughs> uh, I've done my housework or half of it. I've got all these cans of beans. And uh, I'm I'm a I'm a make a soup, and I just sort of I got a little bit of guidance from the internet just in terms of like is this okay like is this will this make a soup if I put these things in and it's like well yeah it's fine as long as you add some stock and some and, and a tin of tomatoes you're good um, I did that and a little bit of corn flour and then three tins of, of different beans and um, made myself a I mean it's basically beans I don't know if. I don't know how much soup there is involved. It's basically beans, um, into my, it's basically baked beans and tomato sauce, but much less sugary, um, and uh, and with slightly nicer beans. Um, can you tell me what what the beans are that are in baked beans? I'd, I'd please please let me know because uh, I'm interested and in, I'm not going to look it up. Um, so but the reason the main reason it didn't happen is because i got into uh at about 10 to 8 when i was going to finally like sit down and watch the first film uh, i came across a thing on on facebook that was uh, an ad, uh, so, someone mentioning something called the isolation song contest and and i think my eye was drawn uh by the logo to begin with because it looked like the eurovision logo and i thought oh hello this could be up my street um and uh, and i i watched the video and it was quite funny and it's essentially a comedian uh he's a comedy musician i think he is one half of a bandaman uh who is a uh, an improvising uh, an improvisational rapper uh, i i remember him from a lot of the sort of um Edinburgh podcasts and things. I've never been to Edinburgh, but I used to consume the podcasts ravenously. Uh, The BBC used to do a great one with Scott Mills on Radio 1. Uh, The Guardian had one with Miles Jupp and Sarah Millican. That was how I was introduced to Sarah Millican. Um, I'd never never heard of her before, but Miles and and Sarah, who were sort of these diametrically opposed people, uh, would would, would do a sort of Edinburgh roundup, um, and it was really good. And so... I saw the logo and then saw the video and 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 there's so there's this guy who's uh quite self deprecating uh and it's you've got all of these presenters and 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 people who are um who are explaining what what the thing's gonna be and it was basically um a bunch of u k musicians comedy performers and drag artists have been tasked uh to write and record a song for a randomly chosen European country and film a, v- a music video for said song all in the spa uh, in in the span of a week. And it was really fun. Um Mans can not I can't I'm I'm not being racist, I cannot remember um Mons's uh, last last name, but he was um he was a Swedish winner. Uh, from a few years ago and I think he also he's competed a few times I think and it's still my head in that I can't remember his last name I'm not going to look it up Um, but he uh, he got uh, the UK's entry and I I wonder whether that was not perhaps that random because it was a lovely a lovely choice Um, and he did a song that was sort of British cliches and it was called swings and roundabouts and and uh, it was it was quite good and so all of the songs were sort of because obviously at this point now we're just talking about Brits talking about Europe um but it was it was kind of lightly very you know cute and and i think i think the most sort of not racist but stereotypical one was uh by, by the actor Kevin Eldon who uh, who dressed up in the striped suit and the uh and the neckerchief and the beret uh and and did a song about being a French cliche. Um which is probably as near to the knuckle as it as it went, to be honest. Um the rest of them were really quite sort of even when they're poking fun, they're sort of going, oh, your country it's so pleasant to, to be over there, you stupid Sunny beaches and nice, happy people. <laughs> and everyone's attractive. Stupid. It's kind of that level. And, you know, various levels of musical talent. Tim Vine did one which was weird. Uh, that was Romania. But there was quite a few. Like if if you're into if you if you're British for a start and you and you know your comedy, uh, well, a certain level of of possibly Radio Four panel show type comedy, uh, there were quite a few people from that sphere that were in there. Uh, so Star Wars Day is today. I'm not going to do a whole big thing about Star Wars Day, but I did want to just make mention of the fact that it did make me laugh when on the 27th of April, um, Disney tweeted <laughs> they tried to tweet. It's just, I, I love to see, you love to see it, this sort of lawyers, like people from different people, non-internet people coming into internet spaces. Obviously, it's it's great because like more people in the tent. But it's when non-internet people, they they sort of, the old world invades the new world and the old world wants to run the new world by the old world rules. <laughs> that's when it's like oh no 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 you don't know you don't like that's not how this works anymore you're not in charge um this is a different world now and like yeah like you can you can say um if you tweet with the may the fourth may the fourth hashtag uh we have the right to use your your contact details or your your name and profile and and we have the right to use your content and by uh, uh, tweeting using that hashtag you agree to this you can say that and maybe in your old world that was a thing but that's not like in this tent that doesn't fly and that's what i i love it when 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 those kind of worlds collide and the old world wants to come in and say right this is how we do things and we're like that that now it isn't it, it isn't at all how how we do things not even a little bit is that how we do things um and and so the the whole of the internet was just like nah mate <laughs> Uh, and it was it was really fun just to it's one of those rare moments where you get to see a tweet and see all of the replies just being like, <laughs> do you think that that's a thing that you can do? That's quite funny. Uh, anyway, um, and it was just stuff like that, and it, it just made me laugh. And so obviously they're, they're going to do their big May the Fourth thing today, and uh, yeah, I just ah oh, just old like it's not even old people, it's just old world stuff because you know I'm I'm sure just. In in the same way that for some reason um, a a young conservative is born every day, um, there are still lawyers and and people. Are, it's usually lawyers, and that's not to say that just because you're a you know a lawyer you you automatically don't get it at that, all. That's not you know not the case at all. Um, but if you have a certain mindset and a certain I think entitlement to to your I don't know, privilege or or, or whatever you know, I mean, you, you, you study hard when you're a lawyer, you you put a lot of work into it. And there is a lot of, you know, it is about precedent, and it is about rules that have existed for a long time. So of course, you, that that world is going to be somewhat resistant to change. And so, you know, there is a way to sort of compassionately work with that and, and guide people through it and be like, it's, I, I understand that you're operating under these precepts. But you're now stepping into a world that doesn't abide by those precepts things like copyright um because you know we we live in this memetic world where ideas are just freely available and and if we uh, want to uh i'm not a fan of freebooting which is this um this this concept that you you take someone else's video and usually you you cut a bit out of it um of the picture and then put some text on the top of the bottom uh, or you mess around with the aspect ratio and then you upload it as your own work. Like I I, I do, uh, I don't like that, but, and I, I completely ran against it. However, that is part of this new discourse that we're in. There is no ownership of ideas really. Um, and to try and come in and stamp your feet. And it's, it's that sort of entitled attitude that says by the, because because it worked in the in the old world by because you could use a you could say by putting your x on this piece of paper you agree to to doing this thing it's like i i you know those it doesn't it's not no <laughs> so yeah there's that star wars thing that's my bit that's my type five on star wars day um so there's uh some 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 joy then um Dublin, there's a, a a line dancing sort of party in Dublin, which was quite cute to see. Um, and it's like a socially distant uh, line dancing event uh, where some people are playing. You start to see a, a few of these now where people, they might park a car in the middle of a street and, and pump up the jams uh, and people will have a dance. And I think when that kicked off, um, which, you know, Couple of weeks, ago, two, three weeks ago, when I started seeing the first glimpses of that, I think there was a degree of eye rolling and degree of Britishness about oh, silly idea. But as we've got into the whole that the NHS clapping thing, I mean, Thursday nights are becoming quite a thing now, um, and it'll be interesting to see what that means going forwards. You know, um, after 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 the you know after these particular quarantines, um, what what will happen to Thursday nights? Will there be some sort of continued like will it just become like a a community day? Isn't that a nice idea that we we take the time on a Thursday, even just for five, ten minutes, and just acknowledge um where we are and, and our and our neighbours and our community just for a short time. Or maybe do a an act of kindness or go and see a neighbour or something it would be it would be wonderful i think to see something like that come forwards come out of this because as much as the worlds i occupy online i see and and contrasted with the world i occupy with with my family like there is a a contrast there is two circles that are not really venn diagramming together in terms of the people who who want to clap and the people who don't and and Almost exclusively, the people who don't want to clap are, are for sort of political reasons, which, you know, which are to do with the fact that perhaps we we might have supported our NHS to begin with. Um, but you know, there's there's people all over the world who are who are who are clapping, um, and they don't have socialised healthcare, um, so it's not it's not completely about that. Yeah, there's a, in, a link in the show notes if you want to see this um, bunch of people uh, dancing to. Um, Wigfield's Saturday Night, uh, and uh, it's it's just it's it's quite nice. Uh, it's just it's just a nice moment of joy. You see all these people that are uh, equidistant, um, you know, three feet apart, uh, three meters apart. I keep saying feet, keep saying feet. It's not feet. It's because I think I think it's because I listen to American podcasts and they're saying six feet, which is slightly short of the three meters. Uh, but I I don't think that's because you know Ooh, Americans aren't doing it. Same, I think it's just both both countries have picked the nearest whole number because <laughs> it would be weird if you said five and a half feet. Um, or six and a half feet is what I think is uh, is basically what three meters. is. Um, yeah, we're we're all just picking because you know there's there's a level of marketing to this, isn't it? There's a level of like we've got to find the 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 words that that quickly get across what we're trying to say. You know, whether it's stay at home, save lives, protect the NHS, uh, or, or or shelter in place or whatever. Like we've got to find these um, these terms that um, that are memorable. You know, see something, say something. Anyway. As Japanese aquarium wants you to FaceTime an eel, um, that that's a thing. So we go from joy to whimsy. Uh, just a, a, a quick hit on that one. Uh, <laughs> there's yeah, there's um, a Japanese aquarium that's uh, sad because they they think their eels. Sorry, they think uh, they they're worried that their eels are forgetting what humans uh look like and so they want to remind the eels what humans look like and and uh, they're asking people to volunteer uh to FaceTime with the eels um i don't know how they're going to technically do that if they're going to just sh- like throw a bunch of phones up against the glass or uh have ha wheel in some big screens like, like they used to do at primary school when you would have TV time, they'll wheel in the big TV tray with a, with a video uh, and, uh, and you'll have to sit for half an hour while the teacher uh, messes around and then maybe they get the, the caretaker in um, to try and figure out how to put the TV onto AV um, and then, and then realize that they haven't plugged the, the scar cable in. Uh, maybe all of that's got, got to happen first uh, and then they can show, show the, um, show the eels some, some pictures of humanity. Um, and and weirdly adjacent to that, um, I was reminded this morning of a thing called the Red Button, which sounds like a sounds like one of those games. Uh, it's not. It's in the UK. At around the, the peak of this was around 2012 when we had the Olympics and the BBC was doing this uh, incredible coverage of you know, pretty much every game that was happening in 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 any makeshift stadium around London. Uh, there was uh, there was coverage and it was all available online and via the red button, and that was a thing because we we had these we've had these TV remotes for decades that had these four coloured buttons, and no one's ever known what any of the buttons do. They used to have something to do with teletext. You could press a button and you would maybe one of them would shortcut to weather, maybe another one would shortcut to subtitles or something like that, and only certain TVs. Did that only certain teletext channels? Because BBC C-Fax didn't do that, but uh, ITV and Channel 4's, there's their text service. If none of this means anything to you, um, and I'm sorry that you didn't grow up in the 90s when there used to be a thing called teletext, which was just Google it. It's great. It's it was it was it was the before the internet but it was delivered through your tv and it was just pages of information that you would access it was incredible and there was a there was if you had the right remote there was a game you could play called bamboozled um and it was a quiz and you would play it using these four these four buttons uh, and you had to have the right remote that had these four buttons and so we had these remotes and then we kept these four colored buttons it's like red yellow green and blue and no one knows what they do, but when digital TV came around, the red button would be a shortcut to firing up the extended digital TV services for your for your broadcaster. And so it was pretty much just the BBC. Uh, occasionally, you might get it, Sky might have something, or actually Sky wouldn't, um, because they didn't have quite the capacity for it. Uh, it was really sort of Virgin Media that could do it, because all their TV was delivered via broadband. And so you could you could press the red button and you'd get this. It'd take about a minute and you'd get this like menu of stuff, of extra things that you could do. And lots of BBC channels had it where you could choose other things. Like if I was watching the snooker uh, and I was watching the main game or, or the, the game that the BBC had decided to show on BBC Two, I could switch over to see the other game or the other match uh, that was that was being covered and usually you wouldn't get a lot of commentary, and you wouldn't get sort of flicking back to the studio because this was just the sort of B roll. But you could still watch it, um, and I, I suspect Channel Four might have used it back in the day when they had Big Brother. You'd be able to hit the red button and see uh, stuff from from within the house through the the live stream that they were using to gather footage for that night's show and all that stuff. And it was a big thing. And it just, I just saw a tweet this morning from from the the BBC that just reminded me the red button that was a th- like. I'm sure it's it, it's obviously still a you know it's still extant um but it 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 doesn't seem to be quite so prevalent anymore I don't know the last time I can think where even even when I was watching linear TV digital TV I can't think the last time I I like hit the red button I completely forgot that that was a thing that you could do to get extra content from your TV channel I just completely forgot because if I wanted anything extra I just uh, I'd just go to the web, um, and it's it's one of those weird, you know, talking about the old world connecting to the new world. It's another one of those things that's kind of going to go by the wayside uh, as as we just move to a completely online TV mechanism. But uh, there you go. It's just a just a weird thought that occurred, and uh, yeah. So uh, so there's that. Now uh, there's the LA Times uh, have got an article uh, on the passage of time, which uh, caught my interest. Uh, so I'll read you uh, read you a little bit of this and, and see what you think. Think about your first day in quarantine. Does it feel like a lifetime ago or does it feel like yesterday? Many people staying at home as a result of the coronavirus crisis are noticing time pass more strangely than usual. While some complain of days dragging on and on, others have taken to social media explaining they feel the past several weeks have flown by eerily quickly. For those staying at home during the pandemic, it has a lot to do with our world's shrinking to the bare minimum, staying at home for the vast majority of the day with trips outside only for exercise or a visit to the grocery store. For the most part, we are not taking part in particularly memorable activities like getting drinks with a friend, going to a sporting event or travelling says Mark Whitman, an author and research fellow at the Institute for Frontier Areas of Psychology and Mental Health in Freiburg, Germany. Now there are fewer signals differentiating a Sunday from a Monday. Ain't that the cast-iron truth? Don't know how you feel, but, like, yeah, that that resonates with me. Um, John Cleese, uh, years ago, talked about filming um, the... Monty Python's Flying Circus series which is a you know bunch of sketches most of which were recorded in a studio in front of an audience some of which were filmed on location and he says those are the ones he he remembers um because it was different you know all the other stuff just blends and blurs and bleeds into one because there there isn't enough for the mind to grab onto and say, ah, that's different. And I've noticed it. So I started journaling in September last year. And I would sort of key off, the thing I would use to key off, whether it's a journal-y thing, is if it was a different place. If I went to a place that was um, a signal that I had done a thing whether it was seeing family. It could be a mundane thing. It's usually not like going to the shops. So I wouldn't journal that, but it would be like going to see family and this is what I did. This is what, you know, the kind of things we talked about and we we had we had lunch or whatever. Um, or I might journal about going to see my, uh, my counsellor and these are the things we talked about. Um, but what I wouldn't necessarily do is journal. I've been sitting on the sofa thinking about sausages or depression <laughs> or, or whatever it is. Like I, I wouldn't, technically uh, t- typically do that, and I've found that that's really it's really had an impact on my journaling i haven't really done it for three weeks and and in the end uh, last week I wrote a, a sort of a catch up post if you like on the on the Monday I thought you know at some point I want to look back on this and know what I did because I don't think I'm going to remember a lot of it, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I kind of feel that sense of i I wonder how much I might rose tint the lockdown aspect and i'm purely just talking about the lockdown aspect i'm not addressing any of the the real world things that that you know we 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 need to consider but that i'm deliberately not talking about on this podcast right that is a separate issue i'm, I'm purely talking about the the being at home the working from home the telecommuting um the social distancing that aspect because it's that that. Is informing what we're going to remember or what we're going to forget, and I think it will be interesting. In I don't even think it will take that long. You know, maybe even a year's time. I I think even those of us who are who are having a difficult time, I think the memory will soften. I don't know. I don't know how you how you feel. If you if you feel differently, then um I'd like to know. But I yeah it was it was a thought that sort of occurred to me because I know. I can I can think back on and even stressful times from when I was younger, and there's a there's a, a, a degree of a sort of there's a melancholy, almost miss certain aspects of it, and I don't necessarily think it's that's going to be the case. But for for many people, if you don't already work from home, there's an aspect there that there there might be aspects uh, I should say that you might remember fondly and, and again completely separate from the the very real story of of everything else and it just yeah it 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 gave me pause to to really think about how we will approach this i mean i say once the quarantines are over it's not going to be you know we we will we'll sort of walk out of this slowly it's it's like a like a like a beach, you know, you, you don't just, it's not stepping out of the sea is not like stepping out of a, of a public pool. You don't just go, bam, I'm on land, you know? Um, so we we will sort of wade our way back into shore, uh, in the time that's appropriate. And I think during that time, um, it it won't be for for much later when, when the, the beach is sort of much further off in the, or the, the, um, the shore is much further off in the distance um that we'll sort of look back and go, God, what, what was it like actually when we were out at sea? Like, I don't I don't remember. And I hope that that you know we remember the, the bits that we need to in order to make good decisions going forwards. Because that's that's really all we can do. Um so to close up, I had a thought about um acceptance. And I think Acceptance can be a difficult word sometimes because I think it, for me, I don't know about you, but for me it makes me think of resignation of, all right then, well, I guess, fine, like surrender. And I don't think it has to be. So many of us will have had to deal with a certain degree of acceptance, of accepting our situation rather than railing against it or raging against it, fighting against it. And it made me think a little bit about uh, Sisyphus, um, and and the whole sort of pushing the the boulder up the hill thing. And if you'll forgive a, a potentially torturous analogy, I, I so so I've got some some jobs ahead of me today that are going to be fairly stressful. I think, and I'm not worried about them. I'm not anxious about them. I know it's going to be hard work, and the reason I'm not anxious about them is because I've accepted that it's probably going to stink a little bit but that I've got my back and I'm supporting myself and I'm being compassionate with myself and being patient with myself um, and I'm not demanding that I have all the answers I'm not demanding that I get this all right straight away and I've I've got a thing about that um, that I want to talk about uh, perhaps tomorrow um, about sort of meta anxiety but the 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 point that that sprang to mind this morning was it's like it's like the the, the Sisyphean boulder. If you are dragging if, if if you're trying to kick that boulder or push it up up the hill, you're working against gravity. And and for me that's like working against the denial, the oh God, you know, that that sort of the the grunting and the grinding of so, you know, for me it might be um if I'm working on a on a coding problem. Uh, and the computer isn't doing what I thought I was telling it to do, I might sit there for a few minutes and stew and be frustrated about why why can't you just... One of the lines that I would often say to myself is like, just run the code that I've written, will you? Stop trying to do your own thing. Um, back in the day, there used to be this... this um, this idea that a computer can only do what you tell it to do and that's not true anymore a computer can only do what it's told but it's not always you that's giving them the the computer the instructions because there are so many processes and background things but it's easy to sort of sit there and just go oh why can't you just do what i'm telling you to do whereas if you go straight to right okay this is happening this is the issue at hand how do we solve it and and acknowledge that it's frustrating but be compassionate with yourself at the same time and go, "I know, man, I know this this is rotten, isn't it? but we're gonna continue working through um it is it is i uh, to me the equivalent of instead of trying to kick or push the boulder up the hill and work against the gravity of the boulder wanting to roll back down, just picking it up, just picking up the boulder and walking with it. It's, it's hard, it's still, you've still got to get the boulder up the hill. But you're not working against the momentum of the ball, of the boulder, trying to push its way down the hill. And like I, I live at the top of a hill, so it's easy for me to imagine this. Um, I, don't, I don't think that makes a difference. You can, You know what a hill is. You didn't need me to... To, to to condescend to you like i'm in a special position because i live <laughs> live at the top of a hill but it does make me think um the moment that we can look a problem square in the eye and sort of do two things sort of say i'm gonna tackle this head on i'm gonna i'm gonna get into this now um And also, I'm not necessarily going to try and I'm not going to solve it. The pressure is not on me to solve it, but I am going to work at it today. And also taking that moment to acknowledge those moments of pain, of frustration, of not feeling like you've got the answers. That's really important as well, to be on your own side, to be able to counsel yourself through this. That's really vital. Because that is the difference, because I think when you're sort of raging against the problem, you're not really working with yourself. You're sort of you're 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 kind of working against yourself in a sense. And so the difference is is saying, okay, this is where we are. This is the issue that is at hand. How do we solve this? Instead of going, I can't possibly solve this. This is mental. This is a silly problem. This is a whatever problem. Instead of judging the problem or judging your ability to solve the problem, try just getting into it. And when it's hard, acknowledge those moments and go, it's it's tiring today. It's, this is hard. And, and I feel... Exhausted or frustrated or anxious. And I, I will talk about that tomorrow. The the sort of meta-anxiety around should I feel anxious? Because I've told myself I mustn't feel anxious. That's a whole discussion for another day and 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 I want to get into that. But for today, I think acceptance doesn't mean resignation. It doesn't mean surrender. It means collaborating with yourself on working towards if not a solution to the problem then working on the problem and giving yourself the space the latitude and the compassion to recognise when it's hard and to recognise if you're frustrated and judging yourself for your ability to tackle the problem, to also recognise the pain of feeling judged by yourself so that's that thank you very much for spending the last half hour with me it's been lovely and uh, if you want to uh, find links to the things that i uh, have talked about today companyman.fm is uh, where you'll find that Uh, and uh, you can also find me uh, on all the socials uh, at company pod Twitter, well, I say all the socials Twitter and Facebook that's it <laughs> um, I will speak to you again tomorrow so until then take care of yourself